0: Welcome to the Becoming More Significant podcast, and this is all about helping you to become more visible, more credible, and ultimately more profitable by becoming more significant. And you have a smorgasbord of offerings to tap into, so over 50 wonderful podcast conversations with incredibly inspiring guests each of whom are being truly significant in the world and they're sharing wisdom and insights that helps them to continually have an ongoing impact in the world by being ever more significant. Then I have 10 wisdom and insights episodes where I have captured the golden nuggets from those conversations. And in each Wisdom and Insights episode, I share from either five or six episodes, the key learnings, the insights, and the practical actions that we can all take right now to become more significant in the world. And then my third offering is some snapshots of the learning that i have been doing over the last few years i am a learning junkie i'm constantly keyed into audiobooks to podcasts to ted talks to online courses to mentoring and i'm learning so much all the time that i'm sharing with my clients And so i want to do that through the podcast platform as well so i will be putting together very short probably 15 20 minute sessions on key learnings and again key actions that can help us all to become more focused tap into more of our potential and make a real and lasting difference in the world so lots to choose from and thank you so many of you for supporting the podcast over the last couple of years. It's been great to have you on board and long may you continue to tap into the wisdom and gems of the Becoming More Significant podcast. Wherever you are today, I hope you're shining brightly. Have a great day. Welcome to Wisdom and Insights. And I'm actually resharing some of the episodes from 2021 that captured the absolute nuggets of wisdom that my guests shared with me. And because I like my podcast to be all about my guests and not about me, um, I just love to re listen to them to extract some of those hidden gems from the podcast and just to expand a little bit on them and, and explain, you know, more about how that resonated with me, what that means to me, and expand a little bit more on the practical ways in which we can apply some of that learning. Because it's all very well listening to audiobooks, listening to podcasts, but if we don't actually Take action as a result of the learning, then what's the point? And I'm a great believer in learning and acting straight away because each time we learn, we fire up new neural pathways. And the quicker we can share that learning, the more we strengthen those neural pathways. And then we can access that information in our memory bank and share it with connections, with colleagues, with clients. And therefore, we're spreading that ripple effect of impact across the globe by being more significant, which, of course, is the theme of this podcast. Enjoy. So, episode 47 was with the amazing Liz Cashin, and it was called From Trauma to Triumph. Liz is an award winning author, TEDx, and global speaker, and passionate mental well-being consultant. And in this inspiring episode, Liz shares the shocking trauma she experienced at the tender age of just 13, which triggered years of dealing with undiagnosed PTSD and laid the foundations of the incredible work she does today. Imagine the agony of not knowing why your behavior was so erratic. She said, I'd get really angry. I had this rage inside. I didn't sleep throughout most of my teenage years. I felt disconnected. I felt like I was this walking shell of myself, alive but not living. I didn't feel I had the right to be alive. It was so complicated. But I'd taken somebody else's life, so I didn't deserve to have one. When we have no outlet for our pain and no understanding of how to heal, we can often try to mask it, to bury it deep inside and put a brave face on it. It's very British, keeping up appearances and pretending that we are fine. However, that pain will manifest itself in other ways, often through health issues, addictions, low self-worth and even suicide. Liz said... I think at uni I started to unravel. I'd get absolutely wasted on the weekend and then put a suit on and do my corporate job. My family didn't know, people at work didn't know, and there was a lot of shame. I was terrified that people were going to look closely into me and find this evil person. I'd keep people away from me, but what I did attract were abusive men who mirrored my stepdad. It was a car crash that gave Liz a wake-up call. She realised that if she carried on this path of self-destruction, she would die. And, you know, it so often takes a major life event or crisis to stop us in our tracks and make us take a long, hard look at how we're living our life. And this is certainly true of the pandemic. It's the first time many people have actually had time to stop and think about what really matters to them. As lockdown took over and they stepped off the proverbial treadmill, the reality of the fragility of life hit home and faced with the very real possibility that they could be one of the thousands of COVID fatalities. Many people have re-evaluated their working and personal lives. Many have changed direction, to live a life of more meaning and purpose, and many have redesigned their lives to focus on what matters most and to spend quality time with family and friends and to savor every moment. So what has changed for you in the last 18 months? Have you taken time to think about how you're living your life right now? Are you living a life of meaning and purpose by becoming increasingly more significant and creating a ripple effect of impact, which is inspiring others to step up to a life of fulfillment and joy? Episode 48 was with TJ Power, and it was called The Game Changer. TJ is a young, passionate, psychological, well-being consultant and founder of TJ Power Health. He's also the Director of Mental Wealth and well-being at White Cam. He said at the age of 17, 18, they had some real difficulties in the family with a lot of challenges coming up. And he found that he had some sort of innate ability to guide people in the family. And yet he was the youngest. At that point, he chose to study psychology and he fell in love with this conversation of what's going on in our heads. During his master's year, TJ became a lecturer at Extra University and began building psychology modules. He was teaching mindfulness and mental health. And he said the mindfulness has been a complete game changer. He basically found that consistent process every morning of spending time in silence allowing your mind to say all the things it wants to say, created transformation in the relationship that he has with the voice in his head. You know, when emotional difficulty arises, we must take distraction away from us, leave the technology, the phones, take ourselves away and think, how can I communicate with myself in a way that's going to support my mind? What behaviour is my body guiding me to do at this moment? We all have that voice in our head that can be pretty challenging. It can criticise, it can judge our behaviour, our appearance, our work, our health, how much exercise we do, etc. And we can have that real niggle in our mind, especially in this comparative society we now live in, fueled by media. And taking time in silence is one of the most meaningful things that we can all do. TJ advocates forest bathing, and this is not exercise, it's not hiking or jogging, it's simply being, being in nature, connecting with it through our senses of sight, hearing, taste, smell, touch. In Japan, it's known as Shinrin-yoku, and it is like a bridge. By opening our senses, it bridges the gap between us and the natural world. And even a small amount of time in nature can have an impact on our health. A two hour forest bath will help you to unplug from technology, slow down and bring you into the present moment, de-stress and relax you. And, you know, we recently discovered a forest near our home in Buckinghamshire when we were foraging for moss and pine combs for our newly constructed Bug Hotel, attracting wildlife into our garden. It was totally unspoiled and we were the only people there. It was raining softly and the sound of the rain on the canopy of trees which sheltered us was quite mesmerizing. The tall trees towered above us, creating a a vaulted ceiling effect with dappled sunlight shining through. We both just stopped, stopped in our tracks, stood still and drank in the majesty of it all. It felt like we were in a sacred cathedral and that we should be silent and pay our respects. So we did. I felt so privileged to live so close to this natural beauty and certainly felt refreshed and invigorated afterwards. So how often do you unplug from technology? Do you ever get out in nature, leaving your phone behind and just drinking the beauty all around you? Do you have regular digital detoxes? Studies have shown that excessive time on digital devices can lead to habits that can harm our mental and physical health. One study found that people who are on their phones a lot are less likely to eat regular meals, follow a healthy diet or get a good night's sleep. And that all adds up to increased risk of depression and other health issues. And screen time can actually change the structure of our brain. The results include impaired processing, reduced ability to focus, and dopamine loops in which we become addicted to the hit from the feel-good chemical dopamine. And researchers have found that the dopamine cycle connected to internet use and video games is similar to that experienced with drug addiction. So give yourself a break. Get out in nature and be fully present, drinking in the beauty that is all around us and is absolutely free. Episode 49 was with Michelle Jansi van Rensburg, and it was called Harnessing Gifted ADHD. Michelle is MD and founder of NIMAC Business Lounge, a dynamic and digitally savvy consulting firm based in South Africa. Michelle has got an extremist personality known as gifted ADHD, something that I had never come across and I was fascinated by. She said that gifted ADHD feels like you've got a little man doing push-ups in your brain all the time. It's like having an entrepreneurial spirit that never sleeps. It's like your brain cannot switch off. And part of her journey has been to say, okay, how do we harness that and take this extremist personality and create it into balance? And if it's harnessed correctly, it's like having a superpower. And just as much as we can battle to focus, when you do focus with gifted ADHD, it's hyper-focused. So I just love the way Michelle has harnessed her ADHD to become ever more significant in the world. She's also a superb sportswoman with several successful Ironman events under her impressive belt. But this inevitably led to extreme burnout. And after that, Michelle swore she'd never do that to herself again. And that's where balance became incredibly important to her. She realised that you can achieve what you need to achieve in six hours a day, sometimes even four hours a day. It's about hyper-focusing, and that's where she learned to manage energy, not time. And I so get this, as I have recently started caring for an elderly neighbour who I've been supporting for several years, and even more so during lockdown. And he's at that stage of either going into a care home or getting extra help to enable them to stay in his own home. But he's a highly intelligent man and I knew a care home would feel that he was just in God's waiting room. So I volunteered to help him more, and he literally bit my hand off. I now spend two hours with him four times a week, which means my working hours are cut short. However, I firmly believe in Parkinson's law and the old adage that work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. When I know I only have until 2.30pm to work. I work far more effectively and efficiently and get things done. So how do you plan your working time? Do you set yourself time slots for tasks or do you allow those tasks to just take up as much time as you have available? Planning out allocated time slots for your to-do list and sticking to those times will ultimately make your working day far more productive and far more rewarding and you will achieve more. Episode 50 was with the wonderful fellow Scott, Nikki McGowan, and hence the title, Your Higher Self. Nicky faced traumatic experiences in childhood and early adulthood, which led to PTSD, homelessness and bulimia. Nikki believes that if we want to truly save the world, then we have to start saving our youth. He said everyone deserves the same opportunities in life, and that shouldn't depend on your postcode or poverty. Nikki's projects give disadvantaged young people the opportunities and support to turn their lives around and to start living a life of meaning and impact. Of his own turnaround, Nikki said. It was so difficult. It's always easier to do the bad thing in life and make the wrong choices. There comes a point in your life when it doesn't matter what hand you've been dealt. You have to take responsibility for your actions and take accountability for your own life. I had a son and that changed my life. My son is my catalyst for everything. It took a long route to get where I am now. And that's why I do what I do now in schools to show the kids they can go from A to B without all the carnage in between. If I can share my story and what I came through and how I have transcended, it shows other people can do the same. I know that so many people who are living a life of real impact by sharing their lived experience and using their insights and learning to support and motivate others to walk through their fears to a life of more purpose and joy. And when we speak from the heart and share our authentic selves, it resonates so much more with others. And yet, talking about ourselves is one of the hardest things for many people to do and stems from our childhood conditioning that it's rude to talk about yourself. This early conditioning keeps so many people hiding in the shadows, believing that the right thing to do, And never getting the chance to experience the sheer joy of tapping in to the infinite potential that we all possess and doing the work that would make their heart sing. Episode 51 was with the incredible Graham McWilliam, providing dignity through work. Graham is the MD of Glencraft Limited, a social enterprise providing dignity through work to disadvantaged staff. Glencraft is the proud recipient of the Queen's Award for Enterprise Promoting Opportunity 2021. They also hold an impressive Royal Warrant. And Graham's plan is to have Glencraft around for at least another 170 years, and he'd love to be able to employ at least 10 more disadvantaged people in the next year. Graham said the social impact is providing dignity through work and giving disadvantaged people a sense of belief. I make a point of walking around the factory two or three times a week and speaking to the team. I tell them all the time to puff their chests out because we're not good at that. We should be really proud of what we've achieved and we're doing really well. So let's celebrate that. I love Graham's complete dedication to empowering his teams and to encouraging them to be proud of their outstanding work and contribution to the exceptional success of Glencraft. So many leaders lead by fear, making work a daily grind and something to be endured rather than relished and enjoyed. Graham has created a culture of collaboration and real pride in everything they do, providing a sense of purpose and significance in the people around him. What a lovely, supportive and encouraging environment to work in every day. And no wonder they receive so many accolades and awards for excellence. We can all learn for Graham and show our appreciation For others in both our professional and business lives, just a few words of thanks or praise can totally change someone's day and give them the confidence and self-belief to stretch out of their comfort zone and realise more of their true potential. So how often do you show your appreciation to the people who share your life? Do they know what you think of them or do you just take it for granted that they know they are loved, liked admired, etc. Try just saying a few words of thanks to the people who cross your path today and see the amazing difference it will make, not only to them, but also to you as the giver, as you exchange oxytocin, that wonderful feel-good hormone. Finally, episode 52 was with the incredible Ricky Locke called Creating Magic Moments. And Ricky Lott is a professional magician from the magic circle, a behavioral trainer, a speaker, a wedding and events entertainer, and the host of the successful Unlocked podcast. Ricky believes that we should all be going the extra mile and creating magic moments for our customers and our relationships to create a wonderful and successful life. Obsessed with delivering a magical experience in his own business and life, He now wants to help inspire others to create magic moments too. He said, with the magic I bring to people, whether it's a workshop, a training seminar, an event or a talk, I want to inspire others to be the best version of themselves and to live an extraordinary life. Every day you wake up, it's a grateful moment to create magic to inspire people. For me to become more significant, it's to live every day the best way I can. Like so many of us, the pandemic stopped Ricky in his tracks and losing all of his wedding bookings overnight was devastating. He could have gone into survival mode and had a pity party, but instead he reached out to his clients who had to cancel their weddings and sent them messages and small gifts to show they were still very much in his mind. When faced with adversity, We always have a choice. We can descend into doom and gloom and drain the energy of everyone around us whilst wallowing in self-pity. Or we can take a step back, evaluate the situation and identify ways to ease the pain, solve the problem and move forward. Remembering we always learn more from our challenges than we do from our successes. Having had an extremely challenging few weeks, what got me through as well as the love and support of my wonderful family and friends, was sticking to my robust self-care routine that reminds me every day that I am my greatest asset. And the more I nurture myself, the more I have to give to my clients, my family, and my friends. So how are you nurturing yourself? Do you set time aside every day just for you? What could you introduce right now to make yourself feel more valued? And I love this quote from Jean Shinoda Bolin, when you recover or discover something that nourishes your soul and brings joy, care enough about yourself to make room for it in your life. So my three suggested actions from today's episode are as follows. First of all, Take time out to really think about how you're living your life right now and how you can start to live a life of more meaning and purpose by becoming increasingly more significant. Secondly, allocate regular time in your diary now to get out in nature without any technology and just drink in the beauty that's all around you. And thirdly, Tell the people in your personal and professional life how much you appreciate them and what's truly special about them. I would love to have a conversation with you. So do click on the link in the show notes, which gives you access to a totally free, no obligation call with me when we can discuss how I can help you to become truly significant to live a life of more impact, more purpose, and make a real and lasting difference in the world. And wherever you are today, I hope you're shining brightly. I hope you're honouring yourself and I hope you're having fun. Take care.